Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for telling your partner that they've been sitting on their butt while their family member's in the ICU? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for commenting on my partner's lack of a hairline when he keeps making comments about my weight? We had a daughter last year, and I've put on about 30 pounds. Now, even though I've gained weight, I don't think I'm fat. My legs have just gotten thicker. Anyways, he keeps making comments saying that I haven't stopped eating since I've gotten pregnant. Yesterday, I was preparing a snack for our daughter when he said, Why don't you move out of the way? You don't see you're big. He tried to play it off after and said he was just talking about my butt. It really hurt my feelings, so I said, At least a fat person can lose weight, but your hair is never gonna grow back. For context, he's 27, but the front of his hair and the middle have thinned out a lot. He's very self-conscious about it, to the point that he won't leave the house without a hat, and he'll turn back around if he realizes that he forgot to take it with him. He's been angry at me since I made the comment, but I felt like if he keeps talking about my weight, then I can talk about his hairline. So, am I the jerk? I think both sides are in the wrong here. I think this is a classic case of two wrongs don't make a right. I mean, neither side is winning in this. My question is, why does either side have to act like that? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for only inviting my skinny friends to do a horseback riding event? I need more opinions on this. I've always wanted to go horseback riding, and I found a ranch that offers a package where you go every Saturday for five weeks to learn. It'll start you at the very basics, and the last Saturday you go on a day trip. I wanted to do this since I heard good things about it and it seems really fun. I was looking at the program and the website made it very clear that you have to be less than 225 pounds in order to join. It had a very long paragraph about the horse safety and that a horse can only carry so much that isn't equipment. I have a friend group of seven people. Three of those people are overweight. They are very open about their weight and I know that they're all over 225. I knew the program wouldn't allow it, so I asked my other five friends if they were interested. Four of them decided to join. I was asked today by one of the friends why she wasn't invited. I told her she didn't qualify for the program. She asked what I meant, and I told her the program wouldn't allow her on one of their horses. She kept pushing, so I told her the horse apparently can't handle her weight. She got very upset and called me a jerk. The two other friends are on my butt and are ticked. I basically called them fat. I sent them the program and the info, but that didn't help. I don't think OP's the jerk here. Maybe their phrasing or the way they brought it up felt wrong to them, but ultimately the sentiment is, it's not about you, it's not about excluding you. It's just, it literally is unsafe for the health of the horse. It's not about making anybody feel bad or making anybody feel excluded. It's just, do you or do you not want to actively endanger the life of this horse? Let alone the fact that the program wouldn't let you regardless. Our next story is, am I the jerk for accepting the prize money for winning a game I didn't know I was playing? So I, 21-year-old female, went to my granddad's 80-year-old male house last week and he handed me a jar full of cash with my name on it. He told me to count it, and it came to 3,200 British pounds. I asked him what it was for, and he explained the rules of the game he'd been playing with the whole family. From the 1st of December 2023 to the 31st December 2023, every time a member of the family visited him, he'd put 100 pounds in their jar for every hour they spent with him. At the end of the month, the person who spent the most time with him would receive all of the money in their jar, and the others would get nothing. 
He obviously didn't tell anybody that he was doing this so that no extra time was spent with him to get the money. I won his game by 600 pounds, so six hours more than the person who came second, my uncle. At first, I didn't want to accept the money, only because I didn't think it was right to play games with people without them knowing, especially not your family. But after a while, he convinced me to take my prize money because I earned it. When I got home, I told my parents about the money and explained his game to them. I told my mom where she came on the scoreboard, fourth, and she was understandably upset at her father for making us unknowingly compete with each other. Then she told the rest of the family via a group chat. So now pretty much my whole family is mad at my granddad for doing this, but also me for accepting the money. He's an old man, and he's not exactly a millionaire, so they think I should have refused the money and confronted him for what he did. I think that if he was willing to play this game, then he obviously has no problem with giving the money away, and he did insist on me taking it. Also, he's always been a weird guy, so although I don't agree with what he did, I'm not too surprised. So I don't think I should have had to start an argument with him about it. Edit, sorry I didn't make it clear enough, this took place between December 1st and December 31st of last year, so only lasting one month. Each person who visited him had a separate jar, so my jar had 3,200 pounds in it because I spent 32 hours with him. Other people had different amounts in their jars, but I only received what was in mine. I mean, it's an odd game and I could understand why some people after the fact would feel kind of cheated in the sense that it almost disvalues how much time they had spent with him. Like if I were any of those other family members that were lower on the scoreboard but closer to the top like OP's mom, I think I would personally, whether it's rational or not, be feeling like this must mean they care less about how much time I actually did spend with them. I think it's his money and he can do whatever he wants with it. My question is, was it really the best idea to go and talk about it with everyone? Either way, that granddad is either going to get a lot more visits or a lot less visits come next year. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my cousin to control his kids or leave? So my 30-year-old female, cousin who we'll call Jay, came over to visit my family yesterday. He came over with his wife Mal and two kids Kai, 8-year-old female, and Lee, 6-year-old male, and stayed for lunch. I don't really know the kids, but I didn't think much of it. I was heading out to gym but I ensured to close my bedroom door as I work from home and my workstation, a laptop and two screens is set up there, and I also have my PS5 and books that I treasure in the room. I left the switch in the TV room and docked it for the kids before I left. Fast forward, I get home and when I go to my room, I see the door open. When I enter, I see that K and L switched my laptop on, the PlayStation is on, and all my books are pulled off the shelf and thrown on the floor with my Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings bookcases torn. I immediately go outside and tell my mom this is what's going on. She was shocked and tells me she set the kids up to play in the TV room and that M was checking on them all the time. I asked M and she said the kids wanted to play in my room and she didn't think I would mind. This is where I may be the jerk. I told my cousin that my laptop isn't a toy as it's my work equipment and my mom bought me those book collections and that they were really expensive and now they're ruined. He tells me they're just kids. I told him if he can't control his kids and let them act like barnyard animals then he should leave. He ended up leaving and my dad told me I was completely out of line and that I should have more respect. My mom agreed with me and apologized saying she told them not to go into mine or my brother's room. My cousin texted me saying I was completely rude and he cannot believe I disrespected him and that I'm being way too childish over books and a game and that I don't get it because I don't want kids. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Told him after meeting his, they became solid birth control for me. Am I the jerk? I think as long as there's an implied, do not go into my room, do not mess with my stuff, in place, I don't think OP's the jerk here. And plus, even if they're kids or not, that's a lot of stuff that they damaged and messed with. Very expensive, probably irreplaceable stuff. Anybody's going to be upset in that situation. And lastly, at six and eight years old, they're old enough to understand the concept of do not touch, do not mess with this stuff. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister she has to move? I, 25-year-old female, own my mom's old house. When she died five years ago, my two siblings and I inherited it equally, but it was not fully paid off and in order to close out the estate, it needed to be sold. I had the money and was emotionally attached to the home, so I bought out my siblings and own it outright now. I live in a different city a few hours away from the home, but use it for family gatherings like Christmas every year, where my siblings and their families are always invited. I also used it for some week-long vacations in the summer when I wanted to get away. Last June, my sister, 29-year-old female, and her husband were going through a rough period. They lost their apartment and asked me if they could move into the house with their child, 2-year-old male. I told them yes, under the conditions that I could come visit over the summer like usual with a bedroom to sleep in and that Christmas could still be hosted in the house. They agreed to these terms and moved in. I did not charge rent, but implored them to use that money to save and get themselves out of the debt they were in. This August, when I came to visit, I had to stay on the sofa because they were using the extra room for her husband's office, which was not the agreement. I understood that they were living there and just trying to be comfortable, so I let it go. Over Christmas, I asked them about plans for the holiday. My sister informed me that she was struggling mentally and did not feel like hosting the family. She said it was going to be too much work. It was the first Christmas in my life that I didn't celebrate at my mom's house. This week, I asked them to move out of the house. They were not following the agreements, and so I thought it was fair. Now she's calling me a monster for kicking her child out of his home. Am I the jerk? At the end of the day, it's OP's home, and they have every right to decide who is and who isn't in there. I mean, OP paid them some sum of money to get the house. Where did that money go? You're not having to pay any rent, so where's all that money going? Being in that situation where there should be no major expenses for them leaves me scratching my head as to why they would be still in such a bad situation so as they can't land back on their feet. I mean, they had six months in this place not paying rent. How could they not afford an apartment somewhere after all that? This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting my son's wife to come on my birthday trip? I have two sons, James, 36, and Nick, 25. Nick is newly married. They got married a year ago, while James has been married for three years. Every year on my birthday, we go on a two-day hiking trip because I'm a single mom and we love to hike. 
After James got married, I did invite his wife, who I love very much, we are very close, but she didn't want to come because she didn't want to disturb the family tradition. I don't like Nick's wife at all. She is much too old for him, she's 40, she is rude to both me and James, she has no manners, especially with hygiene, she doesn't flush or offer to help with dishes or anything. She doesn't work and is freeloading off my son and is overworking him because she doesn't at least take care of the house or meals. And they were dating for six months before they got together, and especially after marriage, he seems to have gotten even more quiet and meek. My son Nick has self-esteem issues and he's not conventionally attractive, so I think that's why he stays with her. I can't force him to therapy to help him. Now, my birthday is in two weeks, so I called Nick to discuss the plan. It's three days, two nights of camping, and on the third day we come back home. Nick's wife wants to join, and I said absolutely not. It's my birthday, and I don't want anyone I don't like at it. Also, my sons live far away, and it's one of the only times we can bond nowadays. Just some time with my boys, just like when we were younger. Nick's wife said I'm not coming if he's not coming. Nick said I was being rude to his wife and I'm disrespecting his relationship. James thinks I should bite my lip and let her come because we're family, but I disagree. Edit, totally forgot to add this because I typed this fast because I was desperate for opinions, but I would let her come, but she wants to change the location because she's overweight and doesn't want to hike and it should be only a day and so many other stuff that takes away from the experience and my birthday. I mean, as long as OP keeps this too, well, I just want to have a birthday celebration with my boys. I don't think that's an unreasonable request for someone to make. Now the issue is if they want to come, but they want to change everything about the whole celebration, well that's just not going to work and maybe at some point if OP can't swing it where they get to see their son and not the wife, or they would have to change everything, maybe they just won't be able to get to see their son. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing my daughter to name her newborn after my brother? My 53-year-old male, daughter, 31-year-old female, recently announced her second pregnancy to the whole family who was delighted as she's been struggling since her first one. My brother died at 27. I was 21. My mom was always a very career-oriented person. We own a family business which she was supposed to take over. We never talked about him, ever. One month after his accident, she had already erased his name from all the official papers, got his belongings sold or given, and took me as her successor in his place. I was angry at her for showing no empathy, at my dad for saying nothing and letting his son's memory be scratched over like it was nothing, but still, I said nothing. I got married to Jenna, 55-year-old female, a good friend. She was there for me through tough times, when my brother's absence was unbearable. We had three beautiful daughters before we got divorced amicably. We're still friends to this day. I got remarried to Sam, 50-year-old female, under my mother's advice. We had kids and she took over my mom's business as she was more fit than I in those matters. Everyone knows of my brother, even though I never talk about it because I just can't. I know I'm at fault for not wanting to stop grieving, but I do not know how to deal with this loss either way. Helen is now fixed on giving her son my brother's name, not because she wants to honor him as she never knew him, but because it's pretty and unique. Jenna told her it was not a good idea and that there was plenty of pretty names she could use, but she's making it personal even though she knows how painful it is for me. Sam is totally on her side as she finds me irrational and stupid. She treats me like a madman and told me I have no say in how Helen deals with her kids. I do get her point, but I find their behavior cruel and the reason is straight up stupid. 
I could have understood if Helen was not so impersonal, like this name meant nothing, just pretty and unique. Am I crazy for refusing to let her use a name that means so much to me, that brings so much painful memories to mind for a reason as superficial as that? I asked her and she brushed it off, saying after so long it doesn't make sense to still associate his name with painful memories, instead of creating new ones with her child. I don't understand how giving his name to someone else will erase the pain of losing him. People grieve differently, and I was never one to talk about it. But just that one time, I would like for them to let me be. Helen said I was being self-centered, as everyone found the name pretty and I was just trying to make it about me. Her and Sam are not believing my pain to be genuine. They're now siding together and have been talking to my other kids who are taking turns to make me change my mind. I feel cornered and, except Jenna, nobody is actually trying to see things from where I stand. I've been resenting my mom for this my whole life, and now my own family is being dismissive about my brother's death. Am I the jerk? I don't think Gopi's the jerk here. The bottom line is, they honestly can name their kid whatever they want but I think it's more than fair for you to explain and express to them that that name means so much more to you than just pretty and unique, and it's likely something you'll never be able to get over or get past whenever it comes to being involved in that kid's life. I mean, ultimately, if it's a deal breaker for you, you can say to them, and it's totally fair to say, I don't want to be in that kid's life if that name's going to be used. You have every right to express how you will not be able to get over that. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my half-sister I don't owe her us living in the same house? My half-sister and I share a mom. She died when I was 6 and my half-sister was 18 months old. I lost my dad when I was 2 months old. Mom married my half-sister's dad when I was 4. He didn't adopt me and then mom died. I vaguely remember a social worker talking to me at the time and maybe a judge, but I'm kind of fuzzy. My dad's brother and sister-in-law won guardianship over me. I do remember wanting to live with my uncle at the time. I also remember saying that to those who asked me. I do have one memory of my sister's dad that sticks out, and it was not a happy one. But I don't remember a lot about living with him specifically, though I remember my mom reasonably well. She had a lot of problems, and I have no idea if those existed before my dad's death or if they were things that happened after. My half-sister and I see each other once a month, and that has been the schedule ever since custody was figured out. My half-sister always wanted more, but I was okay with seeing her once a month. Over the years, she told me that I should move in with her and her dad, and I always said I was fine not doing that. She would ask me why I called my dad dad instead of calling her dad dad. I told her we had different dads and she would always say her dad claimed two daughters and that I was the other one. I would show her photos of my dad and she would get a little frustrated with me because he died when I was so young while I have memories of her dad. In the last year, she has been more obsessed with me moving in with them. I'm 16 now and I'm happy where I am and don't want to live with them. I've always told her I'm happy at home with my family and she will tell me she and her dad are my family. I lost my temper with her a couple of months ago when she mentioned it to me again. I just got so tired of hearing it. She got upset and asked for our visit to end early. Then last month, we had our visit a week before Christmas, and she came with this idea that I owe it to her to move in with them because I'm her big sister and I'm the one who chose not to stay with her and her dad. She said it means so much to her and all that, and that if I want to be a good big sister, I would do it for her. I told her I don't owe her that. I don't owe us living in the same house. I told her that is not what I want or am willing to make happen. She got really mad and yelled at me. Then her dad called my uncle and raged over the phone about my saying that to my half-sister and claiming that I should have more tact. Am I the jerk? 
I don't blame OP because the whole time they've never understood OP's side, they've never taken a moment to appreciate or understand where OP's coming from, and yet again they're still just trying to like steamroll OP in their feelings. Forget about that, forget about your whole side, come on, do the things for us, we're your family. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my stepson to blame his mom because he didn't get to go to his dad's funeral? My late husband William had two children from two previous relationships. Alyssa, who is now 30, was from his first marriage. His first wife died when Alyssa was 5. A few years later, he had Logan, who is now 22, with his then-girlfriend Brenda. It was a very short-lived relationship. By the time I married William, Brenda had moved Logan to London, where she was originally from. Logan would fly out and visit a couple of times a year, with William and I going over there as well. We were never super close, given the distance. Alyssa and I did build a bond as we lived together full-time and I ended up adopting her. William and I also had two children together. When Logan was 13 and Alyssa was 21, William was diagnosed with cancer. He deteriorated quickly. We both tried to pay for Logan to come out to say goodbye but Brenda kept saying it wasn't a good time. Unfortunately, William passed before he could see his son one last time. William's request was to be cremated and have the ashes spread at the end of his favorite trail. Once again, I insisted on paying for Brenda and Logan to come back to the States. Brenda kept putting it off, first saying she didn't want to disrupt the school year, but when summer came, she found excuse after excuse. Soon it was nearly a year and there had been no celebration of life. Myself, Alyssa, my two other kids and the rest of William's family felt as though it wasn't fair to anyone. Finally, I gave Brenda a list of dates and told her to pick one. She did, but when it came time to actually booking tickets, she refused. When I said I'd pay, she suddenly found another excuse. Unable to wait any longer, we held the celebration of life. It was a beautiful day that I'll never forget. It finally helped me begin my grieving journey. Brenda was ticked and after this cut contact. Alyssa tried making arrangements to visit, but Brenda wouldn't let her. Finally, when Logan was 18, he reached out to her and they rebuilt a relationship. Through her, he's also began talking to his other two siblings. Alyssa's visited him a few times. Last week, Logan came to the States. He was happy to see his younger siblings, but was very standoffish with me. At one point, Alyssa and the kids took Logan to the trail. When they returned, all of them were understandably emotional. I was comforting Alyssa when Logan snapped. He said it wasn't fair I held the celebration without him and that he missed his dad's funeral. He started screaming at me that I was selfish not to wait. I told him that I understand why he's upset, but his mother is to blame. She's the one who refused to let him come out. Were we not supposed to have a funeral for nine years? Logan got even more upset and left the house, getting a hotel. Alyssa agrees we did nothing wrong by holding the service when we did, but thinks I should have just let Logan vent versus blaming his mom. Am I the jerk? I really don't think Opie's the jerk here. Like, I get the emotions are high and he's just kind of acting out. But he's old enough to understand that it is Alyssa's fault. If OP explained you tried so many times over the course of a year after he had been cremated and she kept finding an excuse every time, then like, yeah, I get Logan's emotions are high, but they're so misplaced. If OP has any of those receipts, all of those excuses, honestly, I think it would be great to share that with Logan and hopefully maybe open their eyes. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife that she's been sitting on her butt this whole time while her family member is in the ICU? I'm pretty sure the jerk here, but here's my story. 
I, 30-year-old male, told my wife, 32-year-old female, that she was sitting on her butt the whole time while their grandpa was in the hospital in ICU, waiting on news for them from the doctors. While I've been trying to clean and straighten up the house for potentially overnight visitors from her side of the family, so her grandpa was admitted into the hospital and then was flown out to a more resourced hospital, my wife was there every day of the last week by their side, keeping them company and while I'm working my job and coming home taking care of the kids, doing the cooking and cleaning, bringing her food and other things that she needs. Just to clarify that the hospital that her grandpa is at is about over an hour away due to constant traffic and sheer stupidity on the road. Just before this incident, her mother was in the ER for bad sciatica and was in the ER since 3pm to 7am of the next morning. I took her mother there myself and waited nearly all night before me and my wife switched because I had to work in a few hours. I left work early the past week a few times so I could be able to get the things that my wife needs or wants and be able to keep the kids company and try not to let the kids wonder why their great grandpa is in the hospital. So last night I got the kids fed, the house clean, and waited for my wife and her mom to come back from the hospital to eat dinner. Earlier in the day I took some items over to her that she needed while I was in the middle of cleaning. I told her that I need to give the younger two kids a shower and it didn't happen, so I finished cleaning and then cooking started and finished. After dinner, I was in the middle of giving the two kids a shower. She told me that I gave the kids a shower already. I told her that I didn't because I was busy cleaning and cooking. She commented that I got home hours ago and it was 9pm. I told her I got back by 3pm and finished the cleaning and immediately started prepping to cook and didn't eat till 7.30pm. Then we proceeded to have an argument on that subject. Then I told her I've been trying to do all that I can to keep the kids comfort and the house clean and food on the table. While she works and then heads to the hospital to sit on her butt to wait for results or anything from the doctors. I realized that I freaked up and began to apologize for what I said. I'm beginning to wonder if she'll leave me over this incident. I really don't want her to leave. Rereading this whole thing, I am the jerk. I really shouldn't have said or made a comment on her staying by her grandpa's side. I honestly do think there is fault on both sides here. OP obviously is out of line for saying that accompanying somebody's side in the hospital, especially if it is a dire situation and you're worried, but at the same time she should not be giving you any grief for doing the best you can at trying to hold down the fort. I think OP should apologize and just explain that they're trying their best. And just explain that with the stress of trying to keep everything together, going to work, taking care of the kids and cleaning on your own, that comments like she says about not getting things done on time just add more stress to the situation when you're just trying your best to keep everything together. Our next story is, am I the jerk for letting my brother-in-law think he might have to pick up the bill at a restaurant? I travel for work, so I rarely see my family. I try and get back to see them a couple of times a year. When I do get to town, I like to take everyone out for a supper at a nice restaurant. Not a three-star Michelin restaurant or anything like that, but still a pretty hefty price tag. The party would be myself, my parents, my sister, her husband, their two kids, my brother, his girlfriend, and their two kids. So, 11 people all together. The bill is usually between $600 and $1,000. It is a lot of money, but I like to treat them. I look forward to seeing my nieces and nephews without their faces buried on a screen. They love going out to a fancy restaurant. I don't know why, but the whole thing irks my brother-in-law. I just found this out. He seems to think that I'm doing this to show off. I'm not. I have an uncle that helped me get started on my career that used to do the same thing when I was growing up. He went more extravagant as well. 
I remember one year he took our family, about 26 people, to Disney World. That was 30 years ago, but I imagine it wasn't cheap. He said it was our Christmas and birthday gift for the year. He lied because I still got a card with $50 in it twice that year. I had a good year, and this holiday I took everyone to a fairly expensive steakhouse. When the bill came, my brother-in-law grabbed it and said he was paying this time. I said for him to not be crazy. I invited everyone out. It was my treat. He insisted. I didn't want to cause a scene, so I dropped it. When he looked at the bill, he went a little white, though. I had allowed all my nieces and nephews to bring along someone if they were dating. Three took me up on it, so there was 14 of us. The bill was a little bit more than $2,000 plus tip. Call it $2,500 when everything was said and done. He paid it. I went for coffee with my sister the next day. She didn't bring it up, but I did. I said that I wasn't mad, but a little upset that he had done what he did. She said she was mad because they didn't really have a spare $2,500 to waste. I was surprised at this, so I asked her if she thought it was a waste for me to take everyone out. She apologized and said she just was angry that he blew a hole like that on their budget. I gave her $2,500. She looked like she was going to cry. I told her that I took everyone out because I'm missing seeing them grow up. I miss seeing all the family stuff they get to do. I blow through town for a week and I just want good memories. My brother-in-law called me later that day and said I was a jerk for letting him pay and then going behind his back with my sister. I told them I wasn't going to tell anyone about the money and that I wasn't trying to hurt them. They could just keep it on the down low. I'm just wondering if I should have insisted on paying instead of letting him think he blew his family's grocery budget for a couple of months on one meal. OP's clearly not the jerk here. This guy is so ego-fueled, I don't know what they were going out there to prove. Really, who in this family is going to see him stand up and say, no, 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 I'm gonna pay for it, and have anything in their minds actually change about who that guy is? If OP paid or the brother paid, is anybody else at that party going to change their minds as to how great the brother is or how much better OP is? I wouldn't think so. The only people whose minds are going to change a little bit is the family that's directly affected by him spending $2,500 they don't have to spend. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.